0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to Being Trans. You know, it's always a wonderful time to spend sitting here, and I really do enjoy chatting with others. It makes my life better, and I hope to help make everybody else's life a little bit better. One of the things I wanted to touch on today was a little bit that we kind of um, overlook. We, and I see it so many times. Some people like myself um, who are actively trying to make the world a better place. And one of the things that we, we tend to do, and I do, and I'm, I'm, remember, I am pointing one finger while having three fingers pointed back at myself. I'm a firm believer that If you work hard, you should get paid what you're worth. Okay? I'm really a firm believer in that. And I don't let my kids, like, when it comes time for my son to find a job, I've already been planting seeds. And that means, because my son's 14 next year. And so I've already been planting seeds and already been grooming him to start looking for a real job. One that will not only give him a Better future, but will give him a solid foundation on which to build. And some of those are when you look at people that are um, that have grown up in farming communities, they do get a solid foundation for a future because they're used to working hard jobs, bucking bales, cutting hay, feeding. Mucking out a stall. Waking up and milking the cattle. Doing whatever that they have to do on a farm to survive. And they have that solid foundation of work. And an ethic of work that is really important. Now, I'm really hard on all of my kids. I've never let any of my kids work for any fast food joint whatsoever. The reason for it is... And I'm, I must expressly um, put this out there. It's because I don't think places like McDonald's or Macca's or knowing that Macca's and McDonald's are the same company but still McDonald's, um, KFC, any of the fast food, Hungry Jack's, I, I just really have a problem with them because what happens is you have an environment that is not only toxic – to work in because of the high pressure and 90% of the people that go into one of those businesses want it now give it to me now the exact same way I want it every single time do it this way and they can't accept deviations from their 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 status that they've told the individual they want. So I want a quarter pounder with cheese, no ketchup, no pickles, boom, boom, boom. Give it to me this way and this way only. And when you come out to that, the children that get employed are generally faced with that high pressure volume. And that's not necessarily a good thing for them. Because they're also not getting paid to deal with that kind of high pressure. And especially in the United States. And I'm pointing a lot of fingers at McDonald's in the United States. Because here in Australia, yes, we pay a little bit more for our burgers. A little bit more for everything else through McDonald's. But the employees get a fair wage. Meaning that they work A good set of hours for a decent pay. Now, here recently, we've got a government that's trying to screw our young people out of that fair pay. And we actually need to start fighting back and get off our lazy asses and stop them from... Caving into McDonald's and all the other companies that say, no, 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 they don't need to be paid this much. Meanwhile, a company is raking in billions of dollars of profit every year and not paying a cent in taxes. I'm sorry, but that's just not fair. And I also feel very sad for workers in America who work for McDonald's at such low pay, such ridiculous low pay, and have to deal with not only the toxic environment that McDonald's employees are subjected to, but the toxic employees that they're surrounded by. So when I was talking to Gabriel, I've, I've been saying, hey, what are you looking at what you want to do with your life? And Gabriel always comes back and says, I'm not really sure. I know wanna, I want to get to the highest rank in jiu-jitsu. That, that's, that's where my mind is. I'm going to do that. I'm like, oh, I'm really proud of you. And he's like, I, I just love the sport. It's my sport. It's where I love to exercise. It's where my whole scope is focused. And I'm like, very, very proud of you. One of the things that I started suggesting to him is looking at a career. Now, you might think this is silly. At a young age, children don't need to start really looking at careers. But this is where I think we're all wrong. We need to stop catering to our children and going, Oh, you fluffy little baby, you don't have to work if you don't want to work. That's okay. No. What we need to do is teach our children about work environments. So my friend who owns a butchery, he's a good guy. His wife works there. She's a great woman. They treat their employees really well. And I've been planting a seed to see if Gabriel would like to do, you know, I, I, would like to do something like that. And he's like, well, I don't really know. I'm like, well, how about we talk to Toby and I planted a seed inside of Toby and he's willing to give Gabriels some of the lesser, more, lesser enjoyable jobs around the, the place like cleaning, not always a fun job to do, but somebody has to do it and they have to be met at a certain standard. And Garable can only do it for a couple of days each week. And that's okay. And that's kind of where I wanted to, you know, steer Gabriel towards. Because there is a benefit to working not only for Toby, because I know who he is, and I know his work ethics, and I know his quality that he wants within people that work with him. He holds them to a high standard, but yet at the same time, it's a nice work atmosphere. They treat their customers well. The customers treat them as equal, as equally kind. And that makes for life so much more enjoyable. So as I was sitting there and I I talked to Toby, he's like, well, bring Gabriel in and I'll have a chat with him. So when Gabriel turns 14, we're going to go down there and we're going to talk to Toby. And Gabriel can look at getting a job. This will put pocket money in his wallet, and he won't have to worry about it, because it will be a small amount, almost negligible. But it'll be his money, and he doesn't have to share it with anybody. One of the glorious things about that is it allows Gabriel to start looking at a career in being a butcher. He'll know whether or not he likes it. He'll know whether or not it's his future because he's worked in it. He may enjoy it. He'll certainly learn how to, to learn proper cleaning. He'll have to learn about um, storage of meat. He'll have to learn about temperatures. He'll have to learn all this stuff that's important to being a good butcher. Is it for everybody? No. Is my child a, ve- a vegan or a vegetarian? No, we are not. But it's also teaching my son to be respectful to an animal that gave its life so that he could enjoy what he enjoys and provide nourishment to others. We We've always been thankful at our dinner table. We sit down and we say prayer. Look, I don't know who God is. But I do know that we're far too smart to be anything that just came out of green slime. That's my belief. If it was green slime that was adjusted to go that way, well then fine. But I always give thanks. Always give thanks. At the dinner table. And I don't sit there and say it's got to be Jesus I, or anybody else that did it. It's just simply saying thanks And putting the thanks out there, not only for the animal, but for everything that we have. And I find that thanks is important so that my children will grow from it. I think that as we, as I teach Gabriel, I shouldn't say we, because I'm the one doing it, um... As I teach him about possible career choices, um, I teach him about um, what to look for in the future. I want to make sure that he's employed by a gameful employer that will treat him well. But at the same time, I also want to make sure that my child doesn't go working for somebody with basically... The ideal of greed over need. And what I mean by that is I have a real big problem with the fast food industry. When you can do this and make a million, there's something seriously wrong. Because if you're only paying your employees pennies on the dollar, and you take 99%, 99 pennies, that, that just doesn't add up for a good employer. That ends up as greed at the highest level. And those people must be held accountable for. And if they cannot be held accountable for in my ideas and in my thought processes, I refuse to give them my money. To me, it's economic pressure. You may think you don't have to pay your people fair. But if that's the way you're going to do it, then I'm not going to give you any of my money. I would rather give my money to a mom-and-pop shop for uh, chippies or a mom-and-pop shop for you know, a, a hamburger that isn't quite what I was wanting. But at the same time, at least I know that the money that is going into their pockets, if they have employees, they're paying their employees a fair go. And that they're struggling to try and meet it. And I am trying to help them achieve what they need to achieve. It's just like I no longer buy meat from Kohl's. I just don't. Um, I buy my meat from a butcher that I know face-to-face, that I see face-to-face, because I know exactly what I'm getting. If I have questions about the meat that he's he's selling, I can ask him and say, hey, you know, what about this? And why do they do that? And What about this? And What about that? And he explains it to me, and he tells me all the, you know, they have more marbling in theirs. Plus, at the same time, they can sell it a little bit lower than me because they sell so much volume of it. And I don't, but I sell a different quality as well. So some of my quality is, my quality is higher, but I sell at a lower amount. And I understand that, and that helps me. But at the same time, I also know what's going into the meat. He's not adding ice or water to bulk it up, to make it look heavier. He's not packaging it in plastic and then filling that plastic with carbon dioxide to make the meat look red all the time. So think about this. Think about how what you're doing with your dollars. It's not necessarily just making a choice for my son's future. I'm making a choice not only for my son's future but for my children's future because what comes of it is these big companies tend to shit on the little people. They came in. I had a perfectly fine Kohl's. It was good. It was simplistic. It wasn't anything fancy, but Kohl's was Kohl's, and you knew what you got when you went in there. You knew if you went down aisle, this, this was here, this was here, this was here, and this was here. Nothing fancy. You knew exactly where everything was. Well, about six months ago, they came in and redid the whole store. Um, and they we went from having four um, automated cashiers that you just walk in and do it yourself, to having over, like I think there's like 10 to 15 of them now. And so they got rid of employees who were making money to put in machines to do their job. Now, let's be honest here. Those 15 machines might make things comfortable, but they also take away jobs. I refuse to use them unless it's extremely necessary. I refuse to use them. And I tell people all the time, stop using those machines. Because the only difference that they did, and I want you to think about this, the only thing that they did is they put these machines in, and these machines take away jobs. People that are earning money. But they did not lower the price on anything else in the whole store. Because they don't have to pay employees. So you see that that that's not really... They're just making more money. Because they've cut overhead of people. They don't have so many people now. Which they don't. They're just making more money. Now, every store likes to have a facelift every so often. Well, Kohl's came in and they redid everything. They brought in new shelving units... They changed the way the deli looked, which really was not necessary. The deli we had was fine. But then slowly by slowly, step by step, prices started getting changed. And they blamed it on things out of their control. So... Things out of their control, like petrol prices. They said those, you know, they were saying, oh, the petrol prices. Well, the petrol prices really hadn't gone up. They were pretty stand- stable at the time that they were trying to do this. So you couldn't say that. And tire prices hadn't shot up either, so you can't say that. Inspections really, we I hadn't seen any announcement from the Transport Authority on prices going up on uh, inspections. Or, you know, so where their desire to raise the price up was kind of ridiculous. Now, I can see that they were saying we need to uh, give the farmers a fair pay. So we're going to raise the cost on milk. So they did raise the cost on milk. But then the greedy bastards thought they could get away with not paying that extra because there was a, a, a basically a tax that was put on a 10 cent tax for everything of milk that would go directly to a fund and get sent to the farmers. But they didn't, they said they were doing it, but they did it, took our money, but then never sent it to the farmers. It's kind of shitty. And. Believe me, this whole thing of trying to get away with murder is really starting to wear on me. Coles even brings in their own brand of milk now. And you go in there to buy the milk that you want to buy, which for me is a local company. A local Australian company. But they don't carry it anymore. You either get generic, or you get the super expensive stuff. So their dirty dirty deal of generic milk, which I've had some that we have opened it up and poured it, and it's been rotten. But when I went to my other brand, I've never had a single one that I've opened that has ever been rotten. The quality has gone down. So they're saving money in their quality. They're saving money in the design of the packaging. And I'll guarantee you, they're not giving the the farmers as much as they are de, uh, deserve. What they're doing is they're buying the milk from a farmer in bulk and paying him less. They don't have their own dairies, I can promise you that much. So when you look at all these issues, you need to realize that it is not everything it seems to be. We need to pull back from what we can and start saying, hey, you know, this isn't fair, what you're doing here. You're charging me more while giving me less. And we see that all the time. Companies have gone down in size on packaging while leaving the price up. So you ha- you're you getting double hit. You're getting a smaller package w- for more price. Or they may make a smaller package and then raise the price up just a hair. So that you not only get hit once for the size of packaging, then you're getting hit again with another price. So my solution to people is, is if they start doing this, we need to go back to what the basics are. Potatoes and eggs are rather te- are rather cheap. If I have to go back to potatoes and eggs and bread for breakfast to give my kids a healthy meal instead of cereal, well far b- so be it. Oatmeal is still pretty reasonably cheap. Could go back to that too. Stop buying the name brand fancy, you know, or the the Coles brand if you have to. You know, stick with what something like Kellogg's or cornflakes. The kids don't always have to have the fancy cereals. And start looking at ways of battling these companies. Sorry, a little bit of a dry throat. But if you see what I'm saying, we need to hold these companies accountable that are not paying taxes. If you're not going to pay taxes and you're not going to hire an employee and treat that employee fairly by giving him a fair wage, then you don't need my money. I'd rather go down to the local diner or a road shop diner or to a local store or a local um, restaurant and pay them for the food that I'm going to get. You don't have to go to a, a, a name brand place. And... Yesterday I broke the rule. I really did. I went out and got a – I went with Gabriel and we got a, um, a wrap and a couple of drinks. And that that was okay. That was my thought process. I was like, "Well, I'm going to justify this even though I knew I shouldn't have. But like I said, it's better that some of us do fail here and there than one person doing it 100% perfect. I'm trying. I really am trying to improve not only the way we live, but the way that we um, are moving forward. And what does that mean for my family? Well, I'm teaching my kids a little bit more than what a lot of people realize. I'm teaching them how to look at the world and lift where they stand, get a job that means something to them, that actually does more for our community. Because Toby, you know, the owner, he employs local people, he pays them a fair wage, he sources his meat locally, and he keeps his money locally. So do you see those things? They're not going out of the country because Kohl's is not owned by Australians anymore. It's owned by a multinational company. So all the profits are leaving our shores. At one time I thought it was okay, you know, because I was getting um I was buying my coal my petrol from Kohl's, I was buying my food from Kohl's, I was buying everything through Kohl's, and I was getting bonuses for buying through Kohl's on everything. But then I started thinking, wait a second here, when I go to my butcher and I, it, it, they did it here a couple of days ago. I just simply said, oh, I want $5 worth of hot dogs because that'll do me. That'll do me for the you know, the week that the kids aren't here. I'll have a hot dog here, maybe a hot dog there if I get hungry. And I'll deal fine with that. And she scooped up a about $10 worth. And I'm like, no, this is way too much. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm not going to put the extra 5 just having it sit in there. My OCD would go absolutely crazy. And I know that the kids aren't home, so you don't cook as well as you should. So I'm giving you more. <laughs> and she did. And and did I get charged for more? No, I didn't. So what happened is I got excellent service. And at the same time, I look at that and I look at the cost, the money I get back from Kohl's. So if I save two thousand points at Kohl's, I can get ten dollars back. But essentially I just got five dollars given to me in hot dogs. I know you might think this is a horrible explanation of what happened, but and when you look at it, I was I have been very, very blessed with having these people as friends. And it's not just because they're my friends. It's because literally I will tell people, hey, you know, this is the place to go if you want some good stuff. These are the guys to go see. Or I will say, hey, you know, if you want this, go talk to Toby. If you want that, go talk to Toby. I'll actually put it out there. And, you know, it came back to me. I shop at my, I buy my meat from Toby. I don't buy it from Coles. You know, if if I want something that he doesn't have, then I'll go look around somewhere else. But I'll buy mine from him. I'll buy my chicken from him because he started getting chicken in, too. So it's a matter of looking at what is there. It's starting to look that we need to make more of a stand against these multinational companies. Um, but come back, we're not done we got more to talk about. I really want to break for a second and have a quick chat with you. Normally I tell people about Patreon and how you can sponsor. You can still find that below um, in the link that I've included with the description. But right now I want to talk on a very serious level. The holiday season is always the most difficult season. It'll go from generally the start of December till somewhere in February. These are the hardest times of of the year for so many people. And there's a few things that can help. And that's to be kind to others. But at the same time, we also need to understand that if we ourselves are hurting, we need to know that we can call someone and we can get some help. I'm in Australia. I live here. I love here. I survive here. It's home. But in America, you can call crisis Line. There's so many other places you can call in America even if it's an emergency call 911. But here in Australia we're lucky. You have a lot of choices. So right now I'm going to give you some phone numbers and if you need help please take the time. I beg of you to call them because you matter. So there's Lifeline Australia 13 Double one one four Beyond Blue one three hundred two two four six three six Confidential Helpline in case you've seen something happen is one eight hundred seven three seven seven three two Men's Line one three hundred seven eight double nine seven eight relationship Australia is at one 277 kids if you're listening to my podcast and you need help and this is for kids only anybody under the age of eighteen There is a helpline designed just for you. 1 800 551 80. Guys, if you need help, please take the time and call any of these numbers. You matter so much more than you could ever know. I've been in your shoes, I've felt the lows. I've felt the highs. And I've felt the times when I've needed to reach out and just simply talk it over. There's no harm in it. There's nothing wrong with it. And men, you can do the same thing too. If there's an emergency and you need help right now, please dial triple zero. Every breath, every heartbeat, matters. And that means you matter. Now, back to our program. Hey, welcome back. I've tried several times to do the second part of this. Um, (laughs) I've had knocks at the door. I've had power outages. I've had cramps. I've had a whole plethora of things that just decided it didn't want me to do the second part of this um, conversation. And as I dug deeper, I decided, you know what? I've got to do it. I've got to get in here. I've got to get off my butt. And I really, really need to make sure that I finish this part of this conversation. So here I am talking to you about what's going on. Blah. So I finally made it back. I've got a uh, bottle of water this time, so I won't be walking away. Um, And... Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. It's late at night, so unless it's the police, better nobody better knock on my freaking door. Especially if they're trying to get me to read their Bible or whatever they want to try and preach me to read now. Um, I know this is the holiday season, and I know me telling you not to go shopping at big multi-companies is the best thing for everybody. But to be quite honest, if the money is leaving where we're existing, it's not helping anybody. Yeah, you may employ 20 people, but like I said, that pay that you're giving them and that they take a penny and 99 cents for them and they give that penny to the worker, that's really not that good. That's not great returns. That's... That's in it for the money. I can understand at some point we look at it and say, well, they have a right to make a business, and they have that business has a right to share to have profit. Yes, it does have a right to have profit. It does. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But the difference between taking profit or becoming avarice is a dichotomy you could never imagine. It is is a big separation as the Grand Canyon is deep and wide. You can seriously not tell me there is a necessity for a company to click their fingers and make a million dollars. There really isn't. And the only people that are getting money for that is the people who can afford to buy stocks and bonds... And can afford to be partnershiped in a company like that. The average person can't. Yes, we might think that it's great to go and buy McDonald's because it's easy and it's fast. Well, you know what? You can go get the same hamburger somewhere else. It may not be as fast. It might take you to sit your fat butt down and enjoy a couple of seconds without your phone and talking to someone. That's really not that bad. And you're not trying to scrump down a hamburger as you're driving down the road, which is just as bad as talking on your phone while driving down the road. The only problem is is we don't have enough power to convince people that digging into a burger as they're driving down the road is a bad thing. And not enough people have been killed by it yet, essentially. Now, sure, it will be an inconvenience. But the more you apply that inconvenience to a company, the more they change. They have to change. Because if they don't change, they fail. It's that simple. If you want to support a business to make them successful, they're going to give you good service. But when that service goes bad, that generally is a multinational company. It's not a normal everyday business. If it is a normal everyday business, they're not going to stay around much longer. And that's the truth. Like it or not, we need to actually start looking at how we're spending our money as society. We need to start standing up to these multinational companies before they fleece us to fucking death and we're working as slaves like they are in America. And if you don't think you're a slave, tell me how many jobs you're working just to pay your bills. Look at that. And then look at the fat rich people that are not having to work multi jobs just to survive. Tell me why you're tired beyond belief and you have no social life. Tell me why you have no time to enjoy the simple things in life. Think I'm crazy? Really look at it. Really, really dig deep down inside and do some investigations. Watch around you. Look at what's going on to these poor people. If you can't see it, then you're blind because it is, it is there. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you have to do it. I'm simply making a suggestion that you do do it because if you don't, then you'll have nobody else to blame. I want change. And my change comes with sacrifice. We don't have car. It's gone now. We've downsized our home because we didn't need such a big home. I could have I fought to have the ex immediately removed from the home. I sh- in some ways, I think I probably should have done that. But I'm not that type of person. Plus, I didn't want to stay in that house with all those memories. And I'm not the type of person that's going to soil or damage those memories just because I have hate in my body. In fact, I do quite the opposite. I try to let go of the past. You know, if my kids want to see photos of the mom that we all knew and loved, all they have to ever do is ask. I've got lots of them. And I'll bring them up, I'll dig them up, and I'll show them. I I wonder sometimes if the decisions I'm making as a parent will impact the future for my children in a positive way. Yeah, it's sacrifice, but they're worth it. I want a better planet for my kids. They need it. So, as I'm asking... If you can, at this time, do take the time and support small businesses. Be there for them. Help them achieve something that they're struggling to. Because I guarantee you, you keep that money in your community, that money will come back to you. It will improve your community. It will improve the way you live. It will improve the way you view Everything. But if you keep going to the multinational companies, the money is walking away. Kmart here in Australia is making money hand over fist, and it's leaving the shores. It's not staying here. It's going to some company that doesn't pay any taxes. And we wonder why we have so much problem with debt. We wonder why we have no car industry anymore. Yeah. We've been making some pretty poor choices, people. Yeah, it's great to look at the world economy and say, well, I can't exactly afford to buy clothes for Meyer. Well, Meyer's also fleecing everybody, too. Their name is their reason for running higher prices and they pay a decent wage but it's not an equaled fair wage for what people are taking in there so what's the solution the solution is start to go back to mom and pop shops the solution is taking on these multinational companies one purchase at a time yes you cannot buy a model airplane From an an Australian business. Because we don't make them here. The good ones are made overseas and mass produced. It's just not something we do here. But you can purchase and make choices elsewhere. And that's up to you. How you do that. That is solely up to you. But all I can say is you need to make some choices. If you want a better planet... Stop doing the things that are hurting the planet. If you want more, a better living for not only your friends, but for you, stop paying multinational companies to fuck you. Because that's what they do. They ignore the people for profit. It comes right down to it. We see it all the time. It isn't like buying petrol, because even petrol money is going out of Australia. It's not staying here. You can't just keep shopping around for the best price. Yeah, you look for that savings that you might get, but in the long run, you're not saving anything. You're losing money. Yeah, you may get $10 back for 2,000 points, but how long does it take you to get to 2,000 points to save that $10? So if you toss that $10 into the price that you've spent over those months that you have been shopping at a, at a supermarket, did it really equal out as fair? Or were you just suckered in? I've seen it a few times. And, and I'll, I'll I'll explain it. One of the ways that they get you is say if you spend a hundred dollars for four weeks consecutively, we'll give you two thousand points or ten thousand points. Or how much ever? But let's say they give you, let's say you they give you six thousand points. All right, so that's 30 bucks, but You don't normally need to spend $100 when you go to the grocery store. Or you're like me. I spend only right around $50 to $70 at Kohl's. And I spend the others at other places because I get a better deal. And I'm supporting a local business. So for me to equal $100, I'd have to sacrifice one of those other places to get the money into Kohl's. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? And all I'm going to get back is $30. So they're getting $400 and I'm getting $30. So that means I've spent $370 to make them money. Like I said, they really changed my store. It looks fantastic. But it really didn't need to be changed. There wasn't really a necessity to do it. And then they raised the prices on so many items and said it's because of outside sources. No, it wasn't because of outside sources. It was because you have to pay for the changes that you gave to the store, which in return really are paying for themselves because you got rid of employees. And you put automated tellers in. I hate automated tellers. Because I'll tell you this much. The more you use an automated teller, the more somebody isn't making a living. And they see that as profit. Think about it. Take the time. Look at it. It doesn't take you any more time than to take five or ten minutes extra and wait in line to use a cashier. To have her go through the the items. And then if something's wrong, you can go, ah, that's a broken egg. Because a lot of times, the cashiers will check my eggs even though I've checked them. And I didn't know that it broke in the time that I went from picking them out to grabbing all the other groceries. And they go, oh, you got a broken egg here. Hold on. Can I have a new dozen eggs, please? And boom, I've got a new dozen eggs. Or, hey, Allie, did you notice that some of your apples have got really big bruises? Can I have some better apples, please? They're kind of like a quality of service check. And on top of it, if you have questions about things, you can ask them. Plus, it's face-to-face. It's real people. And you're making sure that those real people actually continue to have a job. It's time for us to fight back and... Don't tell me if you're a millennial, because I see a lot of millennials running through the self-assisted checkouts, but yet complain that there isn't jobs. It's kind of an oxymoron here. You can't complain about using a self-service checkout and then complain that you can't find a job. Wonder where your job went. You did it. You're the cause for the loss of your possible job. Like I said, they replaced it with right around twenty machines that are self-service. That's twenty employees. Granted, they only they cut down five um, cashiers, but that's five jobs gone, and those five people did a better job. ...than those machines. It really did. You know, and... ...at the same time, you have a loss of quality people. I'm really, really good at... ...making sure my kids don't smell. I mean, like, you're gonna go frickin' take a shower every night. Go. You know you're gonna you know you're gonna have clean clothes. Get your dirties in the laundry. I will wash them. I take showers. They take showers. We groom ourselves. We make sure that we smell nice. But the other day I was in the in Coles, and this young man, who I don't know if it was his first job, and if it was, well, that's great. But I was. I was buying something and he walked up to me and said, can I help you? And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Thank you. And I could smell him. His body odor was so pungent. It made me physically ill to be around him. And even my daughter who was with me, we both looked at each other and went, wow, that's bad. And so I went up to one of the senior cashiers who I know and has worked there for a number of years. And I said, hey. It reflects badly on the shop. When you have somebody that's working for you that smells. I don't know how you guys can approach it, but that employee needs to be talked about about personal hygiene. I've seen this happen twice in my entire life as an employee as an employee. I've never seen it when I was an an employer. Why? Because I held my people to the same standard that I was at. If you smelled like that, I'd tell you to go home. Tell you to go get a shower. And if that person didn't have the ability to take a shower, fine. I'll find you a place where you can take a shower. I'll even take you to my house for you to use a shower when you smell that bad. The point is is we're losing not only the ability to keep our money in Australia, not only the ability to keep our local businesses supported, we're also losing the ability to train our younger workers properly. Because what happens is the retention of the older staff leave, which has the most experience. And you're replacing it with younger workers that you don't have to pay as much because you've got automation everywhere else around the building. And you don't need the older workers. So you get in younger kids who don't have to be paid as much. But then your quality drops. And you start getting damaged that way. I should never have had to walk up and tell a person, one of your employees smells like the ass end of a northbound camel. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just isn't a great thing to have to do. And it's embarrassing not only to me, because I'm embarrassed that I have to actually walk up and make a um, suggestion that somebody tells this kid how to take a shower. It's repulsive. But we do this to these kids that we put in these roles. They don't have the right training to be better. It's like at the same time, you put your kid into McDonald's to work or Hungry Jack's or Burger King or KFC. And you wonder why they come away and they haven't really learned anything. Because all they learn is the exact step of how to do the whopper. This, 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 wrap it like this, shit it out to that side, grab another one, this, 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 wrap it like this, shit it out the other side. Okay? And they do this all day long. And then what's in their head is shit, 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 shit," pass it to the next person. "Shit, Shit, 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 pass it to the person. They don't grow up thinking, where is my future from here? Is this a career I can do? Because the the highest level these kids are going to ever get working for McDonald's is a manager position. They're never going to own one. It's physically impossible. They don't have the money. McDonald's requires a shitload of money. And so if you took maybe one out of how many thousands of people that work for McDonald's, and he might achieve the ability someday to be an owner might big fricking might, because there's already an owner in that area and he has the right to, you know, that section. You're most likely not going to be an owner. Unless you're like the two idiots in Australia who were bigots. And then, uh, then McDonald's went, Oh no, yet you do know, And yanked their, their ownership rights. Good on McDonald's. I'll I'll say you actually did something right for those two bigots attacking an Aboriginal person. That was just unbelievably despicable. But you see, there's also part of the problem. Part of the problem is is these people have removed themselves from the community to think they're better than some of the other community. They haven't learned to really service. They've learned to be greedy. They have their McDonald's. Apparently, they own quite a few other businesses in town. Yeah, you have a right to do that, but you need to be in that business. You need to be serving people. You need to understand what it is like for people that are coming into your business. You need to get to know them. Using my butcher as a perfect example. I know him. He knows me. He treats me fairly and kind, and I treat him fairly and kind. When it comes down to it, we need to start taking back the power of the people. It's our choice what we do. And when you look at this, yeah, you may wonder how this is being trans. Well, it's not. It's being a person. It's being a real person. And if you look at me and you wonder why I'm talking to you on some of these subjects, It's because nobody else really wants to see the trans community as being human. We have the same pants you do. We put on the same shoes. We put on a a same top. We shit, shower, and bleed the exact same way you do. There is no difference. So why do you have to treat me with such disrespect? No different than you. Why do you have to be so horrible and discriminatory? I know a lot of trans people that can't get a job, and I'm one of them. I apply over and over and over and over, but nobody wants to hire me. I go in, and it is the opposite of having an opportunity to be hired by an employer. It's the elephant in the room. I don't know why. I can't answer it. It just is the way it is. And that's okay. I can move forward and move on with the right way. But at some point, we need to start changing these things. People need to start giving a fair go. And if they can't give a fair go, then we, as the consumer, need to force the fair go. And that's easy to do. I can buy my groceries in different locations. I choose Kohl's because my butcher is right there, Kohl's is right there, and my veggie guy's across the road. I can choose how to spend my money wisely because of these individuals. How do you choose to do things? Well, that's up to you. But don't bitch, moan, and complain that you can't find a job while you cut out the middle man and the little man. You keep taking money to the multinational corporations and wonder why your money's going nowhere. Make some better choices. As I close this episode, I just want to tell you I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for all that you do. And I wish you a happy holidays. By the way, this is episode 69. Bye now.